It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast with Steve Jackson and Mark Carpenter. Time for the drive brouhaha, brought to you by the fine folks at the Russian River Brewing Company. I imagine things have settled down there a bit since the end of the Pliny the Younger event. So go check them out. 4th Street, Santa Rosa, Windsor location, all open and happy to host you. Our guest this week is a little different from the typical brouhaha guest. We're going to be talking spirits today, and we're going to specifically be talking about the Spirit Works Distillery of Sebastopol, California. Here to engage in that conversation, Timo Marshall. Timo, welcome (laughs) to the Drive Brouhaha. Thanks, Harry. Thanks for having me here. It's nice to to be back. Good to have you. Yep. Tell us about the Spirit Works Distillery. I mean, so much to say. This is coming into our 10th year this year so we're pretty uh we're pretty excited about that we're based in uh we're out in the barlow uh in sebastopol and as i say been there 10 years we're a small uh family-run distillery we're a grain to glass facility so we make all our own products there we have a wide range of products and uh we have a tasting room there as well for folks to come and visit uh and a small uh, spirit club as well um i guess uh we're probably best known uh, around the country for our uh slow gin which we'll get to taste uh, in a minute or two here and uh, i also brought you a little sample of our uh, bourbon just because uh it seems to be winning uh, all sorts of awards recently um and uh was actually uh, nominated by the bohemian as uh, best bourbon uh in sonoma county so uh, we're pretty thrilled about that uh, as a recent Speaking process. of awards, you recently were awarded the Distillery of the Year by the Distillery Institute, correct? Um, yeah, that was uh, in 2020, uh, which was a weird time to be getting an award um, just because uh, no, we couldn't go anywhere to receive it. But it was hugely flattering. This award, actually, uh, Distillery of the Year, they actually call it the bubble cap. It's like an in- inside-the-industry uh, kind of award. It has uh, more to do with the whole... The, the whole picture the holistic side of it so um what is it that the distillery contributes to the industry as a whole um what is it that we um do for the environment uh, how is it that we produce our spirits do, how how much intention is in there how do we treat our staff what is the general philosophy behind it so we were absolutely thrilled and flabbergasted that among the over 2000 distilleries in this country they singled us out uh, to um flatter us and honor us with that award it was a a very very special thing to happen to us as i say it was a weird year to get it we did a uh, we received it via zoom <laughs> like at one of the, a, a zoom conference which was kind of strange in its own way but um nonetheless we are uh yeah i think i, I think for my wife ashby uh, who's the head distiller at spirit works distillery and uh for myself it felt uh, like we had reached a uh, a benchmark within uh, within the industry, it was really great. So, where did your interest in well, where did your interest in spirits start? I mean, <laughs> and that's a really loaded question. It, I realize it, it is a loaded question. I have to be careful how I answer it. Um, uh, I mean, I was uh, I was brought up in Britain. We were allowed in the pub a little earlier uh, out there than you are uh, than we are out here in the U.S. Um, and so I guess in my teens, I was, uh, I was pretty interested in uh, spirits in general. Um, actually, uh, slow gin, which is uh, this beautiful ruby red uh, liqueur that you have here, is a very traditional British liqueur. And I um, learned how to 
make slow gin. I was taught how to make slow gin by my grandmother when I was probably around 14 or 15 or something like that. So I became fascinated with the process of slow gin, the fact that we had to go out foraging for slow berries, you know, from the blackthorn bush at a very particular time of year. Um, I had access to Plymouth. You know, we, this was in southwest of England, so the Blackfriar distillery was just up the road, so Plymouth gin... Um, you know, I was using that to make my slow gin. <laughs> I was back in the day, and uh, and I'm so proud to be making slow gin in the U.S. today in that traditional way. Folks who hear the words slow gin mm. often think it's S L O W, and they want to know what makes it slow. It's S L O E, and tell us what that actually means. So slow, um, the slow berry is a type of wild plum. It grows on the blackthorn bush, as I say. It was planted as a hedgerow around fields in the UK for centuries because it's thorny and it's shrubby and uh, shrubbery. And uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> got to get a Monty Python reference in there. At least if I can, once. I'll slip yeah. them in. Um, it was planted as a hedgerow, really, to keep uh, to keep your dodgy neighbours out of your fields and um, and uh, and animals, you know, badgers and whatever, out of your crops. And so, um, and then in the in the in the late autumn, um, it would produce these berries which are very tart, very, very sour. And uh, Sun Bright Spark actually way back in the day added them, added these berries to cider to see what that would do and created a drink called Slider, which is delicious to this day. But eventually someone married the slow berries with gin. And uh, quite frankly, the British nation has never looked back. <laughs> now- we love it. The last time I had slow gin, no doubt it was a Let's slow... Let's not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was of age. Um, slow gin fizz was the concoction. I can't mm. tell you what it tasted like. Tell me what I'm going to taste when I sampled this slow gin. This is uh, this slow gin is very different to a traditional uh, slow, it's slow gin that I would have in the UK. It has way less sugar in it. And so it's not as sweet as the slow gin you will have remembered from back in the day. It's still a liqueur, so it still does have sugar in it. But we wanted to create something that was very, very fruit forward. So you're going to get an explosion of that fruit flavor in your mouth. It's like it's sour and tart and plummy in many ways. It has like a cranberry, um, citrusy type flavor to it. It's very, very special. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks. I, I didn't know what a, to expect there. Yeah, you didn't even know great. you told me what to expect. Yeah. I did not expect that. That is definitely a fruit-forward liqueur. Yeah, uh, very much so. We tried uh, – I, I like things very sweet. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love my sugar. But um, but uh, ov- over the years here for the American Palette, we're, we've been moving uh, – we've been purposely moving away from – uh, that sweetness here and uh, towards this very fruit-forward product. What would you mix that with? Uh, you could mix it with the whiskey right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, people drink slow gin in many ways. So out in the UK, it's drunk neat straight after dinner um, and uh, or something like that as a digestif uh, type uh, type drink out here in the u.s it has traditionally been added as an ingredient within cocktails um and uh can be added anywhere where you would use that kind of uh sweet liqueur addition to a product like literally making a manhattan even or something like that um a lot of people out here to keep it real simple it's it's bought a lot for weddings out here in sonoma so people will just add a dash of uh slow gin to some sparkling and uh, make a slow royale or something like that it's 
simply delicious. It goes down way too easily, unfortunately. Um, it's just fine as is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I might mix it to just cut that sweetness down a little bit because sure. it really does hit you there. Yeah. But uh, it's a nice sipping liqueur, I think. Um, I mean, I drink it neat. and uh, Well, neat, I might, I, might, I might put some ice on it as well. Uh, but end of the day is how I enjoy uh, my slow gin, although I'm enjoying this one right now. And it's As not am quite I. The end, not quite the end of the day. Just, so. a, just a sample, folks. We're talking to Timo Marshall. He is with the Spirit Works Distillery in Sebastopol. They are located in the Barlow, uh, 6790 McKinley Street, number 100. They have a tasting room that is open Wednesday through Sunday. Tell us what the tasting room experience is like, Timo. Well, um, as you say, it's open Wednesday through Sunday from uh, 11 till 6. Um, the the folks that we have in the tasting room right now are hugely knowledgeable in the world of both cocktails and the production of spirits. And so what we try to do within our space is um, it's an educational experience. And so it's all about learning how spirits are made, how they're used, what, what they taste like, what they should taste like, and all the variations therein. Um, from our tasting room, there's a very large window that looks directly into the production space. So folks can literally see my, my wife, Ashby, who's at the <laughs> still and and a couple of other folk within the production team uh working working diligently at the still it's right there in front of the window the still um for those of you that don't know is a, is a, what a still looks like it's a it's a very large copper uh structure which um uh it's just beautiful and stunning to look at a lot of people describe it as a giant musical instrument or something out of uh, charlie and the chocolate factory mm. it's like it's a really old school beautiful machine to be working with the only um, stills i've ever seen are those on the andy griffith show so i'm just <laughs> going to take that and exponentially make it bigger yeah i mean ours uh, you have an image of ours in front of you but it's uh it really is a beautiful uh beautiful piece of equipment and when it's run uh, correctly it makes an incredible uh it makes an incredible product as well nice. so yeah we're we're uh you you can see all of that from our tasting room and taste through our range of spirits as well as well as be able to choose in uh choose what type of spirits you want to taste talk about that range of spirits well uh to, in order to make slow gin you have to make gin uh so we obviously make gin we primarily that was our aim was uh when my wife and I built the space was to make slow gin in order to make slow gin as I say you make gin and then macerate the berries into that gin so we also make a gin a very traditional style uh, gin very approachable gin Um, and in order to make gin you you have to make a base spirit or a vodka very very clean vodka we're a grain to glass facility uh, which I, I throw it out there just as a as a comment but what that means is that we we bring in grain whole grain we actually bring in wheat which is grown up in the in the sacramento valley up from the sacramento area um and we mill it mash it and ferment it into like a a kind of beer kind of brew uh and then we distill that into our vodka so right there you have a range of white spirits vodka gin and slow gin now as I learned very quickly out here in the States, and I've been out here for 15 years now, but I learned very, very early on, is that it is pretty much sacrilege to have a uh, still and not be making whiskey uh, with that still as well. And so um, uh, so we went down the road of making rye and wheat for many years, and we're super proud to have released this uh, this bourbon uh, in the past couple of years, we're, it's doing uh, so so well. Actually, in California, we're starting to allocate it. 
And this is your four grain straight bourbon whiskey. That is correct. Yes. And so um, bourbon's kind of, bourbon, of course, is uh, at least 51% corn. Uh, it took us a while to find the right organic corn uh, for this product. And again, we found it here in California. It had to be California grown for us. This is a true California fresh bourbon. No, that's why that's I call it California fresh bourbon. It's a true California made bourbon. Uh, so it has to be at least 51% corn, and uh, which ours is. And then ours has, uh, normally a bourbon can either be a wheated bourbon or a rye bourbon or, you know, some, so it goes in different directions what the other grain is going to be in the mash bill. Ours has both wheat and rye in that mash bill. And then it's topped off a little bit with some uh, malted barley. So those four grains right there. And it's stored in 53-gallon new American oak barrels. That's correct, yes. I, it, there is a, the TTB or the, the, the authority that tells you what the definition is of various whiskeys will say that it has to be stored in new oak barrels. Um, American white oak, Quercus alba, is what lends itself best towards fla- – that's the flavor of whiskey, American-style whiskey. That's the vanillas and the butterscotches and those sort of toasted coconuts and those sort of flavors come from the barrel. And so, um, uh, and for us, uh, the 53-gallon barrel is the right size barrel. And so, uh, um, it's, a, it's, 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 the, it's a normal standard size barrel. Uh, and things smaller than that, uh, they, they work well for whiskey, but we like, uh, but they can be a little, uh, bring in too much tannin. So, we like the larger size barrel. As I enjoy a sip or two of this bourbon, we're going to welcome on to the brouhaha, direct from Italy, Herlinda. Herlinda, what's going on in Italy? Buongiorno from (laughs) Venezia, Venice, Italy. (laughs) How do I sound? You're fine. Yep, sound great. Okay. Okay, good. Um, Well, it's 2.20 a.m. here. (laughs) And... uh, Luckily, there is a door that separates the living room from the rest of the apartment, so I don't wake up my friends who I'm staying with here. But um, it's absolutely Italy. Uh, they're just so happy to be open again after everything they went through back in um, well, all of this time, but in 2020. You know, I was last here February 2020 when the pandemic hit, starting first in China and then in Italy, and got out of here pretty quickly, luckily, and safely, and very grateful. Um, so, yeah, so I started my uh, trip first in Milan, and um, my best friend in high school is with me on part of this trip, and so she's never been to Europe, so this has been really, really fun to see this through somebody else's eyes like this. And then we um, met up with some other friends in Florence, for a day, and uh, she was she was a little overwhelmed with the kind of travel that it takes for you know getting the train, you know, four hours you know back and forth and all this. But then when she saw the Duomo there, she said it was very well worth it. Um, ran into some very famous Thai Buddhist monks that have a prayer center next to uh, the Duomo in Florence, and that was pretty interesting. And um, Actually, everybody was praying for the Ukraine, so that was kind of that was kind of an interesting experience, a good one. Um, what specifically brought you then, to Italy, Herlinda? Well, so now I'm in Venice. We took, oh, actually, then we went to Borneo, um, but I am heading to Bologna tomorrow to judge 
Bira Delano, which is the national Italian beer competition. Bira Delano means beer of the year. So I'm meeting up with a bunch of my Polish friends and friends from Hungary and Germany and Spain and some Americans and you know people from all over, mostly Italian judges. Uh, there tomorrow for a few days of judging only Italian beers, including some um, categories that are you only find here in Italy at the Italian Grape Ale, which is uh, there's it does have the grains you know, like barley and um, and some hops, but also grapes since they are full of them here in Italy. Um, it is actually one of my favorite competitions to judge because. Well, for one thing, the Italians are a lot of fun, and they feed us very well. And, <laughs> and the food here. The oh food. The food. And Bologna is considered the food capital of Italy, which is definitely saying something right there. Now, do um, you speak Italian, or do you have a translator <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah. I was going to ask. Um, well, I do speak quite a bit of Spanish, and my friend that's with me is fluent. Actually, two friends with me are fluent Spanish. Um, and I have, this is my fifth or sixth time judging here. So it, it is, the Spanish really helps a lot with the Italian, especially like reading yeah. menus and songs. And, um, I do know quite a few words in Italian. And if I have to blend them a little bit, <laughs> there's a little bit of Spanglish and, <laughs> and Italian mixed in there. But most everybody, I shouldn't say most everybody, but I think, Quite a, quite a bit of the people, especially if they're younger, do speak English. Good. Um, but in the big tourist towns like Venice, where I'm at right now, uh, a lot of people speak, speak English. And then I was in, from Florence, we went up to the Lake Como area, which is the Sondrio province way up north. We were like right on the, we were like about a mile from Switzerland. Stayed at a friend's house um, uh, near Lake Como. And it's so close to Switzerland and Austria. Everybody there speaks Italian, English, and German, um, and a lot of people speak French. So it's kind of—I don't know how to explain that. But, but it's you bit, know, of a, you, bit of a hodgepodge you, is what we yeah. would say. In English. Well, what we it's speak here, yeah. what we speak here, is the clock, and we're running up against it. Our <laughs> bottom of the hour break. So, Herlinda, go back to bed, and uh, we'll see you when you return. Okay. okay. Yep, I will be back with uh, with some beers from Italy to share on the air when I get back. All right, sounds great. Back on the drive, Ruhaha, our guest Timo Marshall from the Spirit Works Distillery in Sebastopol. Timo, how did you end up distilling in Sebastopol? (laughs) I ask myself that same question every day. (laughs) Um, So actually, my wife does most of the distilling. I was, uh, I'm super proud, like this bourbon that we're drinking right now, there are very few guys Uh, out there. Tasting, we're tasting it, yes. Big difference. (laughs) uh, I don't know what the difference is, but I can tell you when I see it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's not very many uh, folk out there that can turn around and say, yeah, my wife made this, uh, holding up a bourbon in front of them. I'm very proud of uh, the whiskeys that come out of Spirit Works Distillery. Um, we were based in San Francisco. We, um, anytime we wanted to get out of the city, we were working for environmental nonprofits at the time in the city. There seems to be a plethora of them in uh, this kind of area. West Coast lends itself very well to those sort of uh, organizations. Um, in fact, I used to work at sea as a sailor. 
um, for environmental nonprofits as well for uh, doing environmental research on icebreakers and all around the world. In fact, that's how I met my wife. She was also a deckhand on uh, those ships, and that's how we met. And she's American, and that's how we ended up here in the States. Um, whenever we needed a break from this big city, from San Francisco, which um, – uh, believe it or not, back then we did need a break from it. Every so often. <laughs> uh, one of the places we would come was up here to uh, to enjoy um, West County and Russian River area. We would um, come up here to relax and just loved it. It felt like home to me. We felt very welcomed in this area and fell in love with it straight away and figured that it was time or to, for us to start having a plan at least to move out of the city up to this area. We thought that what we would do is maybe get hold of some land if we could find it. Back then, the idea of that was vaguely affordable mm. and uh, not quite, but still, we had a dream. And um, we thought we would get some land and uh, make it work for us. We, we, I'm, I'm pretty uh, obsessed with gin as uh, as a as a distilled product, and so what I thought we would do is grow botanicals that go into gin and then hook up with a local distillery and have our farm-to-table type, uh, you know, homemade, our own brand of gin. The more we looked into it, we realized two things. One, farming is really hard. I take my hat off to anyone that does any form of farming on the land. It's like, it's, that is an adventure. And, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's hard work right there. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing is um, distilling is a fascinating art. Like, the science and art behind distillation is just an incre- incredible thing that we got – uh, pretty interested in very early on. And so as our plan to move up here started evolving, we started realizing that we wanted to do more distilling, less farming, more distilling, less farming, until eventually it was like, let's just do some distilling of our own. And then uh, put together a plan for uh, building a distillery out here in Sebastopol and uh, or in West County, somewhere in West County. And, uh, and and ended up uh, doing just that thing. Found some found some business partners who were interested and believed in us to do that process as well. And then came up here to look for a place. And it just so happened at that time that the Barlow was being developed in Sebastopol, in Sebastopol and they um, had some space, the right kind of space for for what we were looking for in order to be able to fit our equipment into the, their space. And uh, so that's where the dream started. And um, and you're one of the first tenants of the Barlow. Yeah, we we've been there since uh, opening day. You know, there are a few there are a few of us still there. Um, uh, you know, Woodford Brewery and um, and uh, Costa Brown, for example. Uh, uh, w- uh, what was originally Wind Gap now Pax's Winery as well. And so, um, but yeah, there's uh, it's there's been some changes there. The Barlow is an is, is an excellent place to go uh, visit now. It has really come into its own, and so we're really excited to be there. As I say, we have a tasting room there, and so it's it's just a lovely place to go and uh, and enjoy good food, good wine, really good beers, and um, and spirits we've you know we've always been there with our spirits and pizza they got a good pizza acre, acre pizza there um acre pizza is all the all the food in that area um as well uh farmer's wife for the sandwiches and barrio for the uh for their delicious uh uh really amazing tacos <laughs> like they have like a they have like a uh, trust me taco i think it's called where you just got you're not sure exactly what it's going to be <laughs> for the day but it's um it's always delicious talk um, about your distilling team um so 
we've always had a female-led distilling team. I don't know. It's just always worked out that way. Um, Ashby has always been our... Uh, has always uh, been our head distiller in that way, and uh, under her, she has trained up various other folk as as apprentices who have eventually taken over production management uh, over time. And um, so she's still our, Ashby is still our head distiller. Uh, our production team is four strong at the moment, and it's fifty fifty boys and girls. And so, um, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, the the production team in itself is is uh, very competent. They've all learned the trade through. Uh, through the space uh, where we're at now with Ashby. Um, our team in the tasting room, though, uh, which is really who people will interact with when they come to the space, Elena, Zakai, and Camille, the three of them are just astounding with their knowledge, as I say, of cocktails and cocktail making and how uh, spirits are produced. And so um, having conversations with them is just always uh, an education. I go and hang out in our own tasting room just to learn something new myself every day. I'm looking at your website, and that can be found at SpiritWorks distillery.com and i'm noting your security team oh <laughs> yeah so um we've always had uh our beautiful little boston terrier bandit she uh she's 13 and a half now she's the old lady but she uh is sprightly and i think of her as a gazelle she's hilarious and then um we have a a uh, French bulldog called Echo, who's five, and she's a monster. I often refer to her as Meatloaf, if that gives you an idea (laughs) (laughs) of what kind of character uh, she is. I adore them both, uh, and they both really do think that they are the security team in the space. They, um, They will protect it. Uh, at all costs and then the moment any stranger walks up to them they will lick them to death so (laughs) (laughs) well that would stop me in my tracks for sure they're lovely uh the tasting room again open wednesday through sunday and the hours again uh it's 11 till 6 uh wednesday through sunday um and as i say open for tastings and and small cocktails as well actually so uh it's always interesting we have like cocktails of the month uh and uh this month uh, we're doing a slow gin fizz. It's like a slow fizz tropical. It has a little hint of coconut in it. Uh, Shooting Star, which is like a blended vodka and passion fruit and uh, and about time, which is made with a light spelt whiskey, a very unusual whiskey. But all these cocktails were created by the uh, by the team there in the in the uh, in the tasting room. They're, as I say, very knowledgeable when it comes to the right exactly how to showcase our spirits. It's great. Beyond the distillery itself, where are your spirits available uh we're carried anywhere uh really that carries spirits uh, here locally in sonoma county i mean you can come online as well and uh order spirits there uh through there are some purveyors that can still do direct to consumer and uh, not to, uh, online sales i should say um and um but anywhere here locally that sells spirits of course bottle barn uh as we know they are good friends supporters. at bottle barn yeah yeah and um oliver's of course and then uh in in sebastopol itself we have um uh, pacific market and various places like that so and any anywhere anywhere locally that is of qu- has quality uh, spirits there you can you can find our stuff and of course you can always find them at the spirit works distillery in the barlow in sebastopol 6790 mckinley street number 100 bottle sales and cocktails also available there uh, their website again, spiritworksdistillery.com, which will give you all that information if you didn't jot it down quickly while you're listening to the drive today. 
Timo Marshall, thank you so much for joining us on it's the Bruja. It's been a Hunt. ton of fun. Thank you so much. I have enjoyed tasting your spirits. <laughs> As have I. <laughs> Perhaps we shall continue tasting them after the broadcast ends. Uh, let's see what happens. Yes. All right.